Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of The Rosé Room. I'm your host Taylor. And I'm Cashton. Welcome this week. Well, we are happy that we've made it through this week. We're actually recording on a Wednesday, the same day we're publishing. Yeah, quick, quick turnaround. We don't usually do episodes this, you know close to the uh, deadline, but you know, we had a lot of things going on this week um, and we will actually talk about that. I'm pretty excited. I'm sorry. I have to move around in my chair in this closet experiences. We're just getting used to it. There's no clothes to absorb the noise. That's right. You can hear the fans. There's no place like my closet. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a professional recording booth, but you know, (laughs) I mean, we have enough rooms for it. I guess we should kind of figure out eventually we're trying to get through this build out and between permits and having it be appropriate for a medical clinic and just construction in general, it's never really a smooth ride. So welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> so before we dive into today's topic, is there anything that you want to share with the class? Any um, personal updates? Still on the hunt for a house. Mm-hmm. The one we were going to buy just didn't come back in the appraisal appropriately. So moving on from that um but bigger and better things hopefully later it's just it's an uphill battle um probably not the smartest trying to purchase a home and a new clinic all in the same day but i mean how else do i do anything cash and it's really a thousand percent or zero hey sometimes the moment just meets you and you just gotta roll with it so you know yeah and then we will invest in this podcast at some point. I, I, we, we will. Don't worry, guys. And we're kind of adjusting sound and getting, oh, there we go. We're getting, you know, where we need to be. So what's been going on with you, Cashin? Um, I think since the last time I spoke with everybody, my car was hit in my <gasps> apartment complex. Um, this is now the second time, my brand new car. So it's a thing, you know. It's a thing. And, you know, what's so interesting, because we're in Nevada, I feel like every single apartment complex is like, I'm so sorry, we're not liable. It's just so annoying. It's just super frustrating. But, you know, what can you do? So I'm dealing with uh, the aftermath of having my brand new car smashed in the back now a second time. And, uh, but, you know, other than that, it's fine. It's a busy week. I also, for those of you who have been listening and maybe for some people who are new, um, Taylor and I both have not finished our college degrees, mm. um, which makes, I think, our story uh, that much more impressive. Mm. However, um, I have decided to go back to school to finish uh, math. And let me tell you. One um, of us has to be a dropout still. It is. I just, like, hate the term dropout. I just <laughs> feel like I've – I didn't drop out. I just moved past it. I like it. Yeah. I think it's, I I think am... it's very pigeonhole And, you know, I love to break free of pigeonholes. <laughs> I just think of like, I just, yeah, I put a lot of work into school. Um, I really am missing one class and uh, unfortunately it happens to be math and it is absolutely the hardest thing I've ever done. I wonder how many people have like not gotten their degree because of Math 120. Oh, it's very specific. (laughs) Yeah. You'd be surprised. Very specific. Um, Also, for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, UNLV, um, degree sheets uh really 120 is the lowest math you could actually be in uh, for college credit and i'm not even in that math right now i'm in the one below it to take 120 because i have not been in a math class since 2010 oh yeah hate to see it so i'm spending like four hours a night 
just getting through these modules. My sister has been helping me, thank God. I don't know what I'd be doing without it. So on top of trying to diet and exercise, um, I'm eating salads, doing math, and I'm not really having a good time. No. And my car got hit. So it's just like, oh, I'm it's ready not, for... It's, um, not the, it's not the month, I feel. It's fine. It's just, it's going to be the normal until it's until it's not so it's fine well the planet is playing tricks on us i truly believe you know like full full moons make people weird something's happening where people are being weirdos i think it's the weather to be honest and in addition to it being 2021 i saw the funniest meme it was like 2021 is just 2020 going back home and putting a wig on and coming back absolutely it's fake it's it's the same person um you know can't fool me but you know i just I'm over here doing math and feeling sorry for myself. So well, you know. at least you're doing math and thin, because you could be doing math and be fat. Okay. So. Well, I'm steadily heading on that track because I haven't been able to go to the gym because I'm doing four hours of math <laughs> after a very long day at work. So it's like it's fine. We'll get there. We'll find the balance. Um, we'll figure it out. It's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so segueing into being fine, I feel like we have also had a very big stream of like. I don't know what today's topic is about. So today's topic is something that is very important. I know that Taylor and I have actually touched on it before in previous episodes. Um, for those of you who are who might be new to the podcast, uh, Taylor and I run a med spa in Vegas. It is very busy. It's also really outgrown the space that it's in. So, you know, with, with people coming into the clinic comes people and their problems coming into the clinic. <laughs> Oh my God, you have no idea. Um, So with that being said, um, I wanted to really discuss if you are thinking about getting these treatments, accountability for your physicians is really important. Um, I think in the world of cosmetic treatments, people think that Botox and filler are synonymous with plastic surgery. Oh, I I would love to demystify that because we are not plastic surgeons. And neither are these treatments are not categorized that way. Um, So, you know, we've had some people who participate in these treatments who don't have a lot of education on them and don't really know the credentialing that's required to receive that from a, a physician of any kind. We had somebody who came into our clinic recently who had gotten what they think was Botox um, at the home of an anesthesiologist, which is illegal, absolutely illegal. Um, and then he complained that, you know, that treatment didn't necessarily hold. He wanted to come in and basically have us really fix that problem that was brought on by another physician. Um, not only is doing something like that incredibly dangerous, but Nevada is a single vial state or a single dose state, um, meaning that you don't sell anti-wrinkle of any kind. So if it's Botox, Dysport, Xeomin, and, and obviously you don't reuse needles of any kind with any syringes, you have to be selling these vials in their full entirety. So if they come in 300 units, if they come in 50, if they come in 100, you have to sell it to that patient and you can't double dose outside of that. Um, this patient absolutely had an adverse reaction. It looked really alarming to our physicians to see that. And I don't think that the patient really understood the gravity of what had just happened. Um, what, what happens Taylor, if you are injected with bad product, like Mm -hmm. tell people what are the adverse, uh, what are the contraindications if somebody's getting injected by somebody who's not qualified to do so and who might not even know what that nuance is. Luckily I didn't even need to own a med spa to know this because I feel like you and I have been watching plastic surgery style, like botched for instance. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's such a big thing in the community and um, a lot of these treatments even that we see bloggers doing, um, there's a lot of nuance to 
running a medical facility in a legal manner versus an illegal manner. I think a lot of doctors and a lot of um, medical professionals want Botox to be quick money, and it's just not. It is a medical procedure. might not be plastic surgery, but it is, you know, someone sticking a needle in your face. Mm -hmm. So I think, long story short, uh, the adverse reaction is as bad as you've chosen it to be so if there's not you know proper cleaning tools if they're not wearing gloves if um you know these needles aren't coming out of like sterile environments if um the product has been you know tampered where are they getting this you know are Mm -hmm. they a physician that can buy it there's you know we've seen so many people get um injections by people in homes how many times have we been to clinic and yeah. patients are crying that you know they went to go see somebody in their house um and you know their lip is falling off because one you can get infections two you can damage somebody's anatomy so there's if it's filler there's you know a chance that you can put that in the wrong plane or in someone's vessel and um you know whole areas of tissue die uh, mm-hmm. blindness if we've, we've seen liquid nose jobs where someone almost went blind like oh my gosh you guys so intense. and that happens even with experienced injectors so yeah. really, you really amplify those risks when you go to places that aren't reputable yeah so you know this patient also didn't realize that when you go to someone's home they're not doing proper charting meaning mm. that they're not keeping a good there is record. no medical record of your even being there. Um, for those of you who don't know, there is something called a lot number that is assigned to every single filler syringe, every single anti-wrinkle vial by every single manufacturer out there so that if you do have any adverse reactions, that can be traced to that individual uh, item. And provider. And provider, absolutely. Because complications occur in every single environment. If you've ever been to our clinic, like you know that our medical assistants, in addition to you signing a paper, are giving you all the things that could possibly happen. Um, with that said, many of us are still fine with the gamble of sticking needles in our faces. For beauty, vanity is, like you say, one heck of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we have so much revision um, even with good injectors. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not even like the horror stories of people doing this in their house because like any common sense will tell you that that's dangerous. Um, even with physicians, unless that physician is like owns a clinic and comes to your house. Like I know the Kardashians aren't going, you know, to Dr. You know, Simon Orion. Yeah. He's coming to them. And I'm like, that's one thing. If, you know, your very reputable plastic surgeon comes to your house because you're wealthier than God. Um, but if you're looking for a discount, and you're doing this in a non-sterile environment, um, I wouldn't recommend it. And and there's lots of clinics around besides us that I think do a fabulous job clinically. Um, it, but again, there's always a price. Mm-hmm. So even, you know, maybe our largest competitor in Las Vegas is cheaper than us, maybe per syringe, but I don't, you know, think they're double using syringes and, you know, coming out of that single dose file. I think it's definitely like a medical standard. And as a patient, you'd need to identify if your clinic has a standard of cleanliness, a standard of uh, aftercare, best practices. I mean, and that's really important too, um, that patient didn't understand that we couldn't help him that day. Yeah. Um, And he didn't understand why and explaining to him that without the proper charting and we don't even know what you were injected with, it could have been saline, it could have been poison. I mean, you, you don't know. And so he actually ended up paying $80 less for that entire nightmare experience for no result and he's going to need extensive revision than if he had just come to see us in the first place um so just that i just thought that was interesting you know we've touched on this before i think the beauty industry has a stigma of silliness 
Um, and these, just because these treatments aren't categorized as plastic surgery, even though they are somehow synonymous with them, uh, people don't understand that the, these are very serious treatments and just because they're trendy doesn't make them less serious. Yeah. Um, there's also a process and best practice for these types of things. And so I have a lot of people who, you know, they want to participate, but they don't want to pay. And it's just... I don't want to pay $200 plus to get my car serviced. I know that I have to, but for me, it's like a grudge. I'm like, oh my God, I, I don't get extensions out of this. I don't get makeup out of this. I don't get new clothes. I don't get drunk. I'm, there's no cocktails that I'm paying for. I'm mad. It's in my mind money down the trash, but I know that I have to pay that in order for my car to work properly. Same with injections. Like you don't have to do these things, but you know that there's a cost associated with that and you either pay it begrudgingly or you don't but trying to find a cheap a cheaper alternative you're really running a risk of getting long-term damage and it's not just a med spa on a pedestal saying oh my god we're the best and we're the only people who educate it's actually like very alarming to see even seasoned participants in this industry come here and they still don't know the differences between products of filler products of anti-wrinkle they still don't pay attention to what they've been injected with very crazy it's very crazy it is because you know as millennials we're looking for this to be a quick fix i think you know you have two patients you have the patient that feels like it's plastic surgery and then you have the patient that feels like this is a nail salon experience um so coming up with a brand that can accommodate both has kind of been for me um always something because i have extreme like if you don't know if you've never listened to us before the clinic is medically ran by my parents um, my mom is an injector and my dad is the you know chief clinician he's a physician um, and he has to our see, medical director yeah he mm-hmm. has to see every single patient he has to do charting on every single patient if a patient has a bad reaction he has to do charting on that um, nurses have to follow up I mean it's a long process because pe- even the best injectors even the best products can have you know I could be allergic to lidocaine and not know that if I've never had an injection before we've seen that before um, you know patients like I've never gotten lip filler before and oh and by the way you you can be absolutely be allergic to lip filler too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be allergic to the the synthetic fillers within hyaluronic acid. You can be allergic to the to the cleansing agent that they use because I've it's seen that. very the in- numbing cream that yeah it's, anybody uses. It's really crazy. Anything. And I feel like I'm the person who like uses the wrong face wash and my face turns red for a year. <laughs> so it's um it's a process and it's um not always a science. It's definitely an art and you have to trust medical professionals. Which really brings me to that space where it's like choosing a clinic I think today is more than anything to, to scare you or deter you it's definitely like how to choose an injector and to educate people who are trying to find um, a cheaper quote-unquote alternative or to make this a quick fix this is something that requires at least in our state for um, if you are going to be an injector you have to have the credentials as a nurse minimum you know there's also a cost associated with that to have a provider of that level inject you with product that is also not cheap me and cash didn't have to run the business side of a clinic so Mm -hmm. i'm like we are not injectors making injector money that is a real thing (laughs) um the products themselves are purchased at maximum value like i you know how many clinics do you know that don't have restal and kiss i want Um, you to also tell people who think that botox at market value when they come in on retail is so expensive i want you to tell them our profit margin off of botox Oh in our state. Goodness. Uh, okay, in our state? In our state. Uh, Nevada at this time. Okay, so uh, we, because we know this based on doing business in California, but um, yeah, it's like 50 bucks 
No, it's not. It's, it's maybe it's twelve dollars. Well, after yeah, after we've paid like <laughs> front desk and yeah. Yeah, it's it's twelve dollars for Cashton and I, um, and for t- the tax man. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just think you know, realistically, um, a good clinic should have. Um, okay, it's like this. This is how I always describe Du Rose Beauty Refinery to anybody who asks me about it. I said I don't want to be Neiman Marcus, uh, but I don't want to be Walmart. And I think finding that Nordstrom's slash high-end Target and Herald Square is important because I want people not to mind paying a little bit more for the quality, but it also not being like, you know, I know some plastic surgeons that charge, what, 1500 to 5000 per vial of Botox. Oh, and, and lip filler too. Yeah. Um, like, by the way, Botox is expensive to buy as a clinic, period. No matter who is doing it, it's well over $300 per vial to buy it at wholesale just so people are aware, Um, you know, so these, and that's pretty much across the board, give or take, depending on your tier level with these types of businesses. Like when you're coming in and you don't want to pay the price, it's not just there because we landed, we threw a dart at it and landed on a number. It's because there's a real cost and a real cost of doing business on top of the cost of good itself. And in any other state, I would be driving a Bentley, Mm -hmm. but I don't because it's um, staying Staying within the legal parameters of one, this conversation, and two, this, um, you know, clinical environment has been such a struggle. Like, it's not me and you selling t-shirts online. Mm-mm. So I'm like, we're educating people on, you know, how to not make their face fall off, what you have to do afterward. Like, it's enough a commitment to say, I'm going to get an injection and to be worried about the price is another thing. Because I think that if you have the luxury of doing injections they should be good ones whether it's at our clinic or not i don't think that anybody should pay for injections that aren't um at least from a clinic meeting a standard you Mm -hmm. know if it doesn't settle well that's a thing if it you know was the wrong product for you that's a thing you need to find a clinic that's going to work through that with you um but it happens like absolutely Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean realistically i think focusing on finding a good environment and making sure that you're always really putting Um, the best step forward outside of price. Like I I don't, you know, discourage anyone from going to pay that five grand for Botox if going to see a plastic surgeon makes you feel like that's worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would heavily discourage someone going to someone's home. Like, please don't visit somebody who does their medical practice in a house unauthorized by the government. Like it's just not safe. Like we have to pay a lot of insurance. There's um, a lot of safety. I mean, the AccuVane was the price of a car. And what is the AccuVane? Oh, that's like where they are checking to make sure that they're not injecting arteries or uh, an AccuVane. Vessels. Yeah, an AccuVane is a device that we use in our clinic that helps the injector identify major blood vessels and any arteries, etc., that are in the face or any of the site of the injection. The ultrasound really. machine, the you know Doppler, the which are all know. things that we have in our clinic. Yeah, and it have to use like you can't come and get a liquid nose job by Nurse D and then not have. The tools to make sure that you're a candidate like Dorinda's not going to know if looking at your nose you're a candidate so you know there's a lot of medical professionalism that goes into that not every injector is allowed to do every injection mm-hmm. I think that's important too you know if you go to a, a, a girl and you know you're like I want my liquid nose job and they're like I don't do that please don't make them you know do that don't yeah don't try and bargain with them on how they could and just yeah. tell them where because unless you understand anatomy um, your anatomy is unique to your body and your body alone. So making sure that you have um, a provider that can not only help assist you with that, but feel have the confidence to do that. And, and you guys understand the risk going 
into that type of treatment. And if anything bad happened to you, you have to trust that they will have the medical skill to get you out of that place. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just no way to know every time you stick a needle in someone's face, like other than Botox. Like the worst thing with Botox is you get a droopy eye. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the worst thing with filler is you lose chunks of your face. Mm -hmm. Um, So really just, or blindness, like the nose, you can go blind. Mm -hmm. So just focusing on finding a a provider that you trust medically um, or who has the resources. Like, um, I think realistically having a doctor physically present at all times, um, since coronavirus, he has to like see people through the little telemedicine, a telemed pad so that we don't have face to face interaction. But I mean, he's physically present to help with any Mm -hmm. medical emergency. Dorinda, nurse D, 40 years of trauma. I'm pretty sure she could be a doctor if she wanted, but you know, as a nurse and a registered nurse at that 40 years of trauma experience, um, you know, will get you out of a bad place. Mm -hmm. And if not, they'll get you to UMC quick enough. So Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely taking this seriously, making sure you trust your provider, making sure you like your clinic, and then knowing if that experience doesn't go exactly how you planned having people that will help you through that. Because I think that's been a thing. We've never had anyone go blind. No. Um, we've never, to this day, we've never had anybody have like full-on depth of necrosis of, this, of the thing. Um, but we, we've had patients that are allergic to stuff or the filler didn't integrate well. Or, you know, that's why it's important not to like, you know, just go straight into things that you don't know. I mean, like you said, yeah, there's lots of different things that you can put even in cheek filler, right? Like mm-hmm. how many different things? Not everything is dissolvable. Not everything of absorbs um so you know knowing your limits knowing your injector um being serious about this and you know let price be a factor but also know there is going to be some sort of price for this like and it needs to be a certain above price because i'm like in la i can't believe like it's 300 dollars for a syringe and they might be an ma yeah you know yeah a medical assistant yeah. for those of you who don't know what an ma is i've seen it i've mm-hmm. seen it and it's not anything where i feel like you know, we haven't seen it before or had to correct before. And I'm sure there's been patients who, you know, didn't like service with us at some point, but I don't feel like anybody's ever um, medically told me I was. No, I mean, and that's the thing too, like results that somebody enjoys or not is completely subjective. There are objective realities that come with these treatments. So if you just didn't happen to like your experience with us or an experience anywhere else, that's fine. As long as they weren't in a, dangerous manner um and that i can go to sleep at night and same with everybody else at our clinic and you know i think at the end of the day making sure that you ask your providers questions until you do fully understand what you're buying um you wouldn't go to a car lot and just buy it sight unseen and then tell the person standing there that you don't need to go over the specs right mm-hmm. unless you absolutely did a research on this but even then like you there's probably things that you don't know it's not something you do for a living mm-hmm. um so talk to your providers be really serious when you approach this is your face um you're your doing body now oh my goodness mm-hmm. we're doing full on you're getting butt and body works at this point yeah um and the other thing is make sure you're psychologically doing this for a good reason i you know met girls who've come in very overfilled or you know with bad filler and they don't want to reduce it or eliminate it um so you know you're just really putting a band-aid on a bullet hole at mm-hmm. some point and you have to say okay i'm doing this to enhance the way i feel not to change the way i feel because if you want to change everything about yourself one i'm not a plastic you know we are not a plastic surgery office yet mm-hmm. um and <laughs> we are you know also not going to mentally make it you can be angelina jolie pretty uh and guess what 
you're not going to be happy. So Mm -hmm. that's like a big thing. I feel like, you know, nurse D and a lot of the providers at clinics see a lot. It's like, you know, we can only take you so far. And I would never be like, you need $10,000 worth of injections. Um, if you didn't, I just would never want anybody to participate in a manner like that. So make sure also you're participating because you're trying to enhance what you have instead of, you know, completely, or like cover up and change, you know, have a psychological threshold that you're, um, honest about. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, everybody's reality is so different, you know, of I'm course. sure we look crazy to my mom's <laughs> age, but, um, I, you know, have never walked down the street and been like, how you're over, you know, no one's ever been like, you have so much filler. I'm like, yeah, I have like 20 syringes over the last four years. I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had to get my lips erased because it, like I tried a product that didn't work out for me. Um, I've had to transfer over to Sculptra and my cheeks because the filler after, you know, six months was always gone. So, I think I've ultimately um, probably had more treatments than anybody. Mm-hmm. I even have PDO threads. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, oh my God, speaking of which, PDO threads have been such a dramatic conversation uh, for me and Cashin lately. I think a lot of people don't understand that's a, a painful one. And PDO threads, by the way, are these little tiny suture threads that they um, mainly put through the face. Like eyebrows are really popular, like that fox eye, like super snatched, snatched LA vibe. Um, that does not feel good, no matter what anyone tells you. That is... It's also very temporary. Yes. Very temporary. I don't know. My brow lift has lasted since September. I feel like I've needed half the Botox. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just... um, It's a different thing. You know, I feel like we're also in this particular industry headed toward anti-aging rather than correction. So, you know, like the collagen producing things are a lot more popular than just filling it Mm because, you know, filler is one thing, but... There's biostimulants, like PDO threads stimulate collagen. Um, Sculpture stimulates collagen. We use that through the body. Um, Some of the, like, radius stimulates collagen. So there's just things now where it's not just filler because that's always going to be temporary. So knowing that, too, I think we should do a whole segment on, like, the what's what in a med spa. And we'll, like, film that on YouTube when we're open. Um, Because I feel like a lot of people need to know, like, yeah, Restylin and Allergan are manufacturers. They make things. And when you get on Instagram and you see Juvederm, that is actually a manufacturer. That is, you know, someone specifically marketing to mm-hmm. you. Um, but what do you know about that? And then you have to read the 86 slides about how it's dangerous and not for everyone. <laughs> and you can't touch it until you have, like, a licensed provider. Um, so, you know, being reasonable, I think that's, like, such a conversation. Right and now. trust the process. You know, that's really what we want to talk about today um, while Taylor and I um, have really skipped through a lot of topics that you know is really pertinent to our brand and like who we are as individuals our podcast is really about two people trying to navigate through um, millennialism uh, entrepreneurship and then obviously the nuances of this business but you know this is one of those things that we're confronted with on top of everything else that we're going through with our life and you know what we want to say to our consumers who are a lot of our listeners of our podcast please be smart when doing these treatments or considering these treatments please don't come to us if you think that you are I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and they call them armchair detectives, people who just kind Mm. of listen to podcasts and think that they can solve every crime. It's kind of the same with um, people who only educate themselves on injectables on uh, on Instagram or the internet instead of speaking with providers, instead of really looking at the different manufacturers and understanding you know, them on a very granular level, not that everybody should have to, but just know that you can talk to a provider, go to a consult and, and start to understand these things and what the long-term ramifications for that is or not. 
you know? Um, these aren't, again, this conversation's not meant to scare you. It's just meant to educate you um, because we did have now uh, several people come to us who need extensive correction. It's happen- It's it's also happening because of coronavirus, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't even tell you how many, you know, clinics in the Valley probably have not or will not reopen. So I feel like, you know, these people who have dedicated their lives are trying to do this in a home environment sometimes. And I, d- I don't know who these people are or their names. Like, thank goodness we've never really asked but I think it's important that um you know if someone's offering you these services at a discount at a home just please say no like I'd rather you go to a clinic with a sterile environment or you know an autoclave which is like a a way to sanitize you know everything from the bowls that we use for facials to um you know everything so and and it can still be a difficult thing to keep all of that clean even at the hospital how many times have we heard like they don't keep it clean so Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I have, we have three medical assistants at any given time, constantly sanitizing, constantly running that autoclave, constantly, um, throwing things in the trash. We have to have, you know, sanitation companies for towels. And I mean, it's a lot. It's, it's Republic services are on a separate section for sharps. Yeah. Containers. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many things that you have to do by the law and just make sure that you're going to a clinic that is making you feel confident that they're doing that. You know, if you're going to, uh, you know, the worst thing that I could say as, that I would ever deal with is if someone was, like, you know, not single dosing here. Mm-hmm. Because in California, you can buy a large bottle of Botox and treat different patients with it. Actually, almost in every single state except Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, you know, if it's not, you know, a practice in every state, I get it. But, like, there are very strong medical standards about sanitation and mm-hmm. sterility, like being sterile. So just keep on the lookout for that. Make sure that, you know, whoever you choose as a provider is going to explain what they're doing, what they're using, how they're using it. And if they won't give you a medical record or let you see it or open it in front of you or at least, you know, show you where it's coming from, please don't do it. It's not It's not <laughs> worth your face. It's not worth the money. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, probably the title of this episode is going to be Buy Cheap, Buy Twice. Love. So Buy Cheap, Lose Your Face. Yeah. Really, in, in this industry. So thank you guys for joining us today. Um, if you guys have any questions about cosmetic treatments. Again, these are not plastic surgery treatments, but cosmetic treatments. Um, please feel free to DM our social media page for our business. It's at DuRose Beauty Refinery. Um, it is, we have people on it. It's myself, my sister, like Taylor's on there. We have a lot of eyes on the Instagram at any given yeah, time. And so Dorinda and Arthur, my um, nurse D and uh, Dr. Gresson answer questions on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys can always, you know, ask us for consultations. Also, if you need recommendations for other states, I feel like I can help you with, uh, I mean, how many amazing providers have we been able to meet uh, in Pennsylvania and, you know, all these other places. So if you have, you know, anywhere where you're like looking and you're like, hey, do you know anybody great out there? Um, in some states, Cash and I actually do know fabulous people to refer to. And then hopefully one day it'll be us we're referring to. I, we really do hope to have these all over the country. I know it's so sad we only have one in Las Vegas right now. Hey, listen, we can't do it without you guys. So spread the word. Do Tune it. in every Wednesday. Uh, we appreciate you guys and the support. And we can't wait to show the vlog on the status of our build out for the bigger mm. location. We have been working on that content, but that won't be released until a little bit closer to the opening date. So yeah. and we are aiming for March. I know like mm-hmm. it was a, it's a whole thing, but I think that we'll com- be completely moved and ready to go by March. So we're going to put that out there. We'll, we'll we'll go with it. So thank you everybody for listening today. We hope you had a great time. Don't forget to follow us on mm-hmm. um 
the Instagram, like she said. Yeah, um, make sure that you subscribe, tell your friends, um, leave a five-star review for us. It really does help us in the charts. We are available on Apple, uh, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, all of the fun stuff. So um, thank you guys. And, you know, Taylor on Wednesdays, we, we drink, drink pink. pink.